0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lyons. And on today's show, we've got ourselves a very special guest, fan, and lead beat reporter for DNVR Rams. Up there at CSU Fort Collins, Justin T. Michael. What's up, Justin?
2: Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk a little baseball, my first love. And we're talking about it before the show. I'm not 100%, but... I think it's my first ever DNVR Rockies appearance. We're we're gonna tentatively say that. We can revise history if we have to, but I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, you're up there in in Fort Collins covering CSU. So, I mean, you're in the general vicinity of owner Dick Momfort and Greeley. So, I I mean, you, you talk about it before on TDSP, but to officially be here on the show is great. Susie's gonna be calling in from Tampa Bay. We've got a nice segment with Kevin Henry. What are some of the things he is most worried about for 2024, right? This season is over. They're not eliminated yet from the postseason somehow. Uh, we got to wait and see if they're going to lose 100 games. But we'll, we'll talk about some of the other things getting ready for 2024. But Tuesday night, Rockies lose in a frustrating way in Tampa, a game that they were leading going into the eighth inning. They lose 12-4 due to uh, a nine-run eighth inning by the bullpen. Justin, That's not good, is it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're supposed to lose by eight when you're leading in the eighth, but, I mean, it felt very, like, early to mid-2000s Rockies, just classic, Mm. oh, we're winning. You go into the eighth inning, the bullpen comes in, and all of a sudden you're down seven, and the game just gets so out of hand so quickly. The whole thing just escalates, and it's disappointing, but it's kind of par for the course with this squad.
0: For sure it is. We got, uh, well, look at the good... The bad and the silver linings of Tuesday's game. Again, they look like uh, they were going to pull a win out. uh, As we had said over the weekend, you know, 3-3 and homestand. If they can be 500 at home, they only need to win five games on the road the rest of the way. I don't know if they're going to go 0-6 here against Tampa in Baltimore. That's the big one. Michael Tolia hits his first home run at the Trop, 384 feet to right center. That would not have been a home run at Coors Field. So, Justin, my question to you is, do you like these new statistics that, like, break everything down? Maybe it just gives you something to talk about. Look, he he hit a home run. No one's going to necessarily remember. Even myself. I'm not going to remember that that would not have been a home run at Coors Field. But it is a little set decorations, so to speak, and having conversations saying, hey, I wonder if that would have been out, or hey, was that lucky, or was that guy unlucky? Do you like that little addition that baseball has kind of gone to the next stage of statistics and uh, and making predictions and projections?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just more context, right? That's the thing about all these numbers is you just get – more context for varying situations like we used to look at the game so simplistically of you know just like batting average and era and that was really like the two stats you know like <laughs> yeah you could if you could rattle off those everyone's like, oh look this guy's a baseball genius and now <laughs> you know obviously we go a lot more in depth i will say there are times where those type of stats i think can be annoying when you use mm. them to try and like poke holes i guess or like you know if you're being cynical that well that wouldn't be a homer and Coors, it's not legitimate well it's different ballparks and that's one of the beauty uh, one of the things that's beautiful about baseball, you know, is that every park is unique. Every park has its own feel. I like that. You've got to, like, learn how to, to play in the park. You know, it's 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 not just, all right, same dimensions everywhere we go. That'd be kind of boring.
0: I think it still allows for plenty of debate. Like, it doesn't kill it. Like, no, no, it wouldn't have been a home run at Coors Field. That's the end of the conversation. No, like, you can continue. And like yeah. you said, like, that's kind of the beauty of it. Well, where else would it have been a home run or, or wouldn't have? Or, you know, would would the outfield have played different defensively? Would Tolia's approach have been different? Now, he went out to uh, right center. They've got the Rays touch tank. So him, Elias Montero, Nolan Jones, all the young guys hanging out together, touching some of the Rays. Question is, does Tolia need to go out and do it again, like tonight? Like he hit a home run, so every time, every day, every game, he's in Tampa. He's got to touch the Rays, doesn't he?
2: I think so. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was pretty superstitious when I played. Like, oh, so I, I hit a double, so now I got to do this silly little routine where you, you know, do the straps the same on each hand, and uh, I fiddled with my sleeves, so I'm a sleeve fiddler now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's just part of the things of baseball. Whatever you do, that like just gives you that comfort, you know, make you feel like you're in the zone. It's silly, but I also kind of love it.
0: Yeah, that's baseball for you. Uh, Brennan Rogers back in Florida. Lots of folks in attendance there supporting him. 23 family members, 30 friends, uh, and the Lake Mary Little League where uh, he actually didn't play there. He played in Lake Mary, but just not for that Little League uh, as he was on, you know, travel ball teams. But that Little League one went away from going to the Little League World Series, so uh, they were all there. That's pretty cool, it is. I think so. Yeah, Julie Roberts, his mom, kind of hooking that up for those uh, those young uh, gentlemen. You know, going out with their families, kind of giving back. So that's that's nice. B Rod is able to, you know, help out the next generation of players.
2: Are you pro Little League World
0: Series? I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I mean. Do you uh, so? Are you a detractor of the Little League World Series? It,
2: uh, it's, I not was, a per, it's not. It's not perfect. Was at one point, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's the umpiring's not great. And sure, it's kind of a sleazy ordeal. There's a lot of, little, <laughs> you know, I mean, ba- travel baseball in general is flawed. I've been sure. a part of it for a long time. Umpire ran tournaments. Like, it's not a perfect sport, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. It's cool to see how much it means to the kids. I like when you get the international situations, like mm-hmm. I think it was Cuba and yeah. Venezuela or something like that the other day. I was, I was tuned in. I don't know. It's, it's fun. I will say it drags on a little long in terms of like it's like an entire month on ESPN where there's like <laughs> sure. some point where I'm like, ah, oh, really? Again? But, I mean, I, I feel like I'd be a kind of a, a Grinch if
0: I was like, Oh, this is the worst. Curmudgeon? Yeah, these kids playing baseball you baseball curmudgeon you yeah no I, I i love it just just the williamsport part once in a while, you know, I'll check in on the the regionals, you know, going into it. Hey, is New Jersey going to qualify? Ah, yeah. uh, no? All right. And then the interesting teams, North Dakota qualified for the first time, so that's fun. It's good that they got the pitch limits going. Um, they have all the hitters. I think this was the first year, 1 through 12, 1 through 13, so everyone gets a chance to hit. That was the case in the past, too, where you had to, you know, uh, make sure everyone gets a hit, but now you now that you're going 1 through 13, that guarantees that, so uh, I think that's nice. The cool thing, if, you, uh, if anyone ever gets a chance to go down... Uh, go over to Williamsport. They keep the prices super cheap, so you get like a hot dog for like two bucks. That's like you get like icy treatment. Yeah, it's it's good. It's like no, no. This is for families. Like come and, and and you're not gonna go broke. Like have a good time. Buy a couple pins. Trade them with some people. It's it's nice. Uh, the bad was the bullpen, as we said, dating back to last Tuesday. We're talking four blown saves. Four losses, 11.32 ERA. And in fact, the last two eighth innings, nine runs on Tuesday, uh-huh. and you had seven? Seven on Sunday. 16 runs in the eighth inning the past two days. Again, not great. Uh, Brent Suter was charged with uh, five earned runs. His first time giving up a run since July 29th. His ERA jumped from 2.34 to 3.10 um in in his 45th appearance for sure yeah
2: might as well go for it
0: yeah yeah you know that was only his first loss that got hung on him so he's been great I'm wondering if it's if it's the jinx of the club I don't know how if you watch AT&T Sportsnet or if you watch the club their weekly show where they highlight a player and all that could be the jinx his this week was all about Brent Suter oh no also I was on that episode too so (laughs) I don't know if I jinxed him too The cameras came over to us, and I just was teeing them up for Jim Carrey quotes because he does, like, an immaculate Jim Carrey impression, and then he was answering the questions, like, in seriousness and earnestness while doing Jim Carrey impression. He just didn't pick up what I was putting down at first, saying, hey, how are these young guys fitting in? You know, how do do they fit? And eventually he realized he needs to say, like a glove.
2: Well, I mean, that's a good bit. You just got to commit to it. If, yeah. if if nobody else gets it, that's on them. At that point, the bit's for you, and you just take pride in it. And no, like I almost enjoy that more. Like do it a bit for three minutes until it's so awkward and uncomfortable, and then just don't explain why. Just move on.
0: That he was performing just for me. Like I really just I just wanted him to do more impressions. And I think the camera cut away when I asked him. Like, uh, if you're gonna have a tuna fish sandwich for lunch, um, what what kind of tuna is it going to be? And he, without missing a beat. Bumblebee tuna, you know. Again, <laughs> you, you you get the reference. Yeah, Nathan May need to perform an uh, an athorsism. Ooh, not an exorcism, an athorcism on the pen. Yes, need to get some sage out there in the bullpen. Really smudge, really get rid of those demons, um, so you can bring some good luck. The what bullpen's way. they doing
2: majorly? Got to sacrifice a chicken, maybe.
0: You might have to. You might have to do something like that. You're not. You can't sacrifice a ray while you're in Tampa. We're not going to do that.
2: But well, I mean, rays are
0: cool. I don't. They I, are. I don't want
2: to go that route.
0: A cow nose ray. That's what they've got. That's the official that's mascot. The, that's the official ray that they have out in the is touch that tanks. So is that
2: like a dangerous type of ray? Is that like if you if it you could catch be. one in the wild, is it like pull up and it it take you would. down?
0: it would they they snip the barbs on them once or twice a year to make them a little bit safer and so that way you can you know you can actually touch them. So I I think they
2: should not snip the barbs and that would just oh, add God. to the thrill of the event.
0: Florida man. Stung at Ray's game.
2: I don't. All I'm saying is, I I had a college roommate who, and he was dead serious about this. He pitched. You know how they have like theme nights for baseball sure. games. Uh, we're doing Star Wars or whatever. Especially in the minors. Yeah, they could do like Danger Night, and then you remove all the nets and you let people sit
0: back there. Oh. And-
2: I didn't say it was a good idea.
0: <laughs> Removing the nets, yeah. I mean, it's it's almost barbaric now because we've had them long enough, and we know the benefit of having the nets. But you're right; that would be a good one of like, hey, pay attention. Savannah Bananas could do that because when they play banana ball, well, all I'm a, saying if, if, is if someone in the...
2: nobody's coming to the games anyways. So you spice it up, you add the thrill of the danger. Maybe you double attendance just because what, you want to see what's gonna happen. Sure.
0: I want to see if this guy dies. You could play Savannah Banana Style because if someone in the crowd, especially with no net, catches a ball, it isn't out. Yeah. And that, that's part of their rules. Our rule is to bring you some fantastic sponsors like Bet365 because you can just turn $1 into $200 in bonus bets when you join Bet365. Download the app, deposit $10, and claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for one buck. Download the Bet365 app and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Now, if you had picked the Rays last night, most of the time you're going, oh, shoot, hopefully that bullpen holds that lead down. We know the Rockies got a lot of young guys, young rocks, as I've now uh, tried to trademark their nickname. They're young rocks, uh, ROCKS, like the show, not okay. ROX. Um, but you go, Ah, are they going to blow the lead? It doesn't matter because right now with Bet365 Baseball Early Payout offer, you're a winner if your team goes up by five runs or more instant payout. Parlay and same-game parlay selections will be marked as winners. Download the app and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Volo Sport, getting active. How are you staying active, Justin? I mean, I'm
2: probably not as active as I should be. You're not bowling as much
0: as you should, right?
2: Well, no. I mean, I, I love the game, but... You know, I I respect myself too much to be a mediocre bowler. Only go out there, you know, once a year. You gotta you gotta respect the craft. Be stick with it. Get in the league with Volo.
0: That's true. Yeah, because you're gonna be doing it every week, yeah. and you're gonna be having fun. Most importantly, so even if you're not there to win, if you're there to just hang out, meet some new friends. Especially if you're new to Denver, go ahead and uh, get yourself signed up. VoloSport.com. They've got kickball, soccer, volleyball. Even goes throughout the winter. A great indoor sport like bowling. I don't really think of bowling as like an indoor sport. I mean,
2: it it is indoors. But you go. I just don't think of it as a sport, which is yeah. probably
0: disrespectful to bowling. It's a great, yeah. it's an activity. Activity, yes. It's, it's a game. It's more of a game. Yeah, Mookie Betts, um, would not be happy to hear you say that. He's, he and I are both baseball players and bowlers. Rare combination in the world. Do you have your own ball? Not anymore. I, I've, it's been a very long time. Although I did, in the last five or so years, I did bowl like uh, a 240 with a lane ball which was pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I was a varsity bowler as a freshman. So okay. again, it was a rare breed of a bowler and baseball. And no, I did not get a bowling varsity jacket as a freshman. Have was, you ever bowled waiting. a perfect game? No, one strike away. Dang. I had a nine spare in the second frame and then 10, 10 strikes uh, the rest of the way through. And just like 280.
2: the Rockies bullpen, you came up short.
0: Yeah. And then I tried and I said, well, wait a minute. If I get two strikes to start the next game, that's 12 in a row. Maybe I could finagle that first ball out. I think I had like a 7 10 split. So, uh, no luck on that, but you're going to have plenty of luck meeting some new folks and friends over at Volo Sport. And the Volo Kids Foundation is fantastic because it's a separate 501c3. Really cool. Yeah, it allows free sports camps for kids when you play Volo Sports. Uh, sign up Uptown, City Park, Highland, Sloan's Lake, you name it, VoloSport.com. Now, the silver lining here. Uh, of the day stolen base for brenton doyle his 17th of the season do you miss the stolen base and if so are, are you loving brenton doyle right now the fact that you know you basically doesn't come up until after the first month of the season and he's he's head and shoulders leading the rest of the pack in stolen bases on the rockies
2: yeah i mean i'm i'm obviously a more old school mindset with baseball I love small ball. I love stolen bases. I like bunts and double switches and a whole bunch of things that don't really exist in the game today. But, I mean, it does seem like this year they have gotten a few more stolen bases, you know, just with the increased bag size and and whatnot. Right. But, I mean, it's one of the most exciting moments in the game, right? Like, I think back to, you know, 07 and some of those runs, like guys like Willie Tavares. Willie Tavares is the dude. Dude was a rocket.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, didn't have quite the same arm that Britton Doyle does have. No, uh, yeah, he wasn't. Decent range. Yeah. The Tavares had you know had pretty good range in, in center, but I mean Doyle, I mean, he can just about catch uh, everything. Nolan Jones didn't catch one last night, didn't get charged in error. Scorekeepers are being very friendly to guys. It's one of the reasons why uh, Nolan Jones ended up with a triple last night and nearly had another outfield assist, one hundred point five miles an hour on his Ooh. throw home. The runner did not slide. Because no one told him the slide. He didn't think the throw was going to be coming in that hot. It came in incredibly hot. It was really good. Uh, Matt Cook, it was great to see him have another scoreless inning. Tommy Doyle, two scoreless frames uh, since his uh, promotion on Sunday, unfortunately, uh, because Tyler Kinley uh, went on the IL there with the elbow inflammation. He's had three consecutive scoreless innings uh, with 3K. Tie block, you know, pretty good. Uh, In Tampa, congrats to Oslavis Basabe.
2: What a name!
0: That's a name. That is a name and a half. First career home run. It ends up being a grand slam.
2: That's the way you do it.
0: Good for him. They've got a good,
2: good group of names. Randy Rosarena.
0: Oh, they, they Tampa definitely does. Yandi Diaz. Yandi. I like that. I like it. Yeah, it that's not bad. Well. Yandi. And he was an all-star this year, and he's got an all-star name, so it, it's fitting that it matches. He hits that grand slam against Daniel Bard, uh, who gives up four earned runs, retired only one, didn't walk anyone, did hit a batter. His ERA is actually climbed from one seven one uh, on July fourteenth up to four point four zero. That's eleven point nine one ERA in his last fourteen appearances. Does that bum me out a little bit about Daniel Bard, a, a guy that's just overcome so much and was such a great story? Yeah. Still is a great story. That I story mean, is that he's still in the in story.
2: Baseball even is still exactly. But yeah, it's it's disappointing. It had seemed like he had found his basically a second coming, you know, and yeah. he, he who's pitching really well there for a decent stretch, but I don't I it, there's just something about being a, a Rockies bullpen pitcher. It, it seems like like I I don't know as much as I roll my eyes and stuff about like the altitude when people use it to diminish mm-hmm. the hitting stuff, I there are times I, I wish the pitchers would get more credit when they do have you know, the long stretches just because it's, right. it's brutal. And we've seen with so many guys who like they were terrible at, in at home and then they leave the Rockies and <laughs> go pitch for the Dodgers or the Giants and they're solid for three years. So it, it feels like we're about two years from seeing Bard be an all-star for the D-backs or something, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, they, that's, that's a team that kind of helped revitalize his career, you know, as a mental skills coach. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's certainly not impossible with, with everything he's gone through. And you say, oh, he's so old. His arm's not old. His arm's not 37. Well, that's the, the, the
2: thing. The velocity's still there. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Attendance uh, last night in Tampa Bay, a paltry 10,235. Um, is, is that confusing to for a team that's in first place to get such lack of support?
2: Yeah, I mean, as somebody who just inherently loves sports, that that's a concept that's hard for me to to understand. You know, just part of it is Denver is, is so willing to embrace a winning team that mm-hmm. you know we we've seen it with anybody, and that gets Avs, Broncos, Rockies when they get going, those crowds are gonna be packed. That said, I will cut Tampa some slack as a city only because, I mean, it's it's a terrible ballpark it's probably the worst in the in the game yeah and it's visually it looks awful on tv i can't imagine sitting in the stands feels much better it's got it's night and day from you know being a, at Curtis field and having a hot dog or helton burger and, and a beer and the sunset and the weather's perfect like you're just in this gray droopy dome
0: well, that's I, that's part of it right because it's got i mean baseball shouldn't really be indoors and like if you have a retractable roof that's fine because you just say cool this one the dome has to be closed because of the weather that's fine like that that makes sense for so many places but when it's just purely indoors and when it's on astroturf too like it just it just doesn't look good in tampa to watch it on tv it's It's the worst place aesthetically
2: pleasing it doesn't i think one of the the great things about baseball is the vibe and i know Mm. like if you're a, a purist and you're frustrated with the rockies and the fact that people are supporting the team despite the fact that they're they stink and it probably frustrates you when people say oh you only care about the vibes but like it is a strong selling point it's a yeah. it's a fun atmosphere to be in whether you are the guy that's keeping score you know know every single stat or you're just there to, to have a good night and you know you don't have any of that in tampa and I, I think there's probably a healthy compromise. Like, you'd like your owner, you know, to be somewhere in the middle. Hey, let's have a great ballpark and let's, you know, have a, a winning team here. Yep. But I, I can't exactly fault the people of Tampa Bay for not wanting to spend their nights sitting in that droopy, ugly dome. I mean, it's hard to
0: get to. That's the other piece, too, of, of, of where it is in St. Petersburg. Great. Yeah. And I think they're that's where they're going to move right they're they're going to yeah they're basically going to build the new stadium i believe in the parking lot i don't know if the the plans have been final they're talking about ybor city so kind of you know closer to actually you know tampa proper so i don't they're going to get a new stadium but i don't know that's going to really fix their problem uh again they've got astroturf only five ballparks remain for astroturf tampa bay arizona they got a retractable roof miami retractable roof also in arizona i mean you're probably not really going to be able to grow the grass there so i'll give them a pass i heard
2: they are considering an open-air stadium for vegas though and as somebody who goes to vegas every (laughs) july for mountain west media days when it's 120 degrees outside i don't understand what they're thinking they might
0: have to do a reverse course field where for anyone that doesn't know there's gosh i don't know how many millions uh, of miles of of cord that goes underneath Coors Field to heat up the ground oh, to basically yeah, yeah. trick the grass to say, "Hey, it's springtime when it's April and it's still 35 degrees out and it stays green." Like you're tricking Mother Nature. Like may- maybe that's the curse is that we've we've tried to trick Mother Nature at Coors Field and so Mother Nature's like, "You're not gonna win. You're not gonna be a good club." Let's blame her and not anyone else that owns the team. But you could do the reverse with Las Vegas and I don't know. Maybe you just have like. Uh, an open-top Yeti cooler or something like that yeah. underneath the grass to keep it a little bit cooler. I don't know. I mean,
2: I think like on Fremont Street, if you walk under the lighted section, it's, the, it's temperate controlled. You're outdoors, but yeah. it's definitely like 30 degrees cooler under there than anywhere wow. else out there. So maybe That's you do good. something like that. I don't know. It's, it's Vegas. Anything sure. is possible. It's magic.
0: Toronto has a retractable roof and the artificial turf. They just did renovations. I thought they were putting grass, and I don't think they did. And then Texas... And you go, eh? You kind of get it, but Houston was able, is able to have real grass and a retractable roof. Yeah. Why not the Texas Rangers? Eh, I don't care for that.
2: I just think baseball should be played on grass. Should be. It's. I mean, it's. Everything about it feels wonky aesthetically. It looks weird. I hated playing on turf when I you know played the game. I just. It. It. There's a. There's. It's all about the standard, right? You yeah. Know, I was trying to quote the Bicklebowski, but I couldn't remember what he <laughs> said. So I, so I just moved on and, and canceled it.
0: Well, it, it's fitting because you're talking about grass and, yeah. and you know, everything should be done on grass. Yeah. Um, this would be a perfect time for kind love, but no, we're gonna actually talk about Shady Rays, kick off the new year because you know what? Maybe everything uh, has been done uh, on grass. I lost my Shady Rays. I had them on me I had them on my person they're gone but I'm not worried because because of course that's right they got the lost and broken replacement policy which is fantastic they can also give you a full refund within 30 days if you don't like what you've got you can try them on in person of course at the Park Meadows Mall you buy two get 50% off two or more pairs uh, or just get them online they got a major you got a big option for you a lot of options a lot of choices for you uh, it's an independent sunglass company when you use promo code dnvr you get to buy one get one f- free five stars rated by over 200,000 people they got to be at the quarter quarter of a million mark i think we got to update that they're probably i feel confident they're at 250,000 I would it's think. Big I
2: mean, they're sweet. Just the, the DNVR mm-hmm. peeps alone. We're, yeah. we're good for a, a small bump.
0: Yeah. Look, support them. because They support us. It, it works out really nice. And if you're talking about big numbers, how about five, no, not five, even bigger than 500, 500 million, $1 billion. That's how much Backus and Chanker has won their clients over the years. Give them a call. Free consultation. Go to coloradolaw.net or just give them a call at 222 all. Tulawitzki's. We, have, we haven't <laughs> we haven't revealed that you got the black oh, yeah. vest. There's another reason why. If you listen to the podcast, great, leave us a review on that. But you got to also tune in over to the YouTube, where we got the DNVR Sports Channel, where we are. You get to see the jersey Justin's wearing. You get to look at me looking like a tomato. Uh, you know we're having fun over here. Uh, and and Shanker is they're helping you out because if you've been hurt at work, ride share car accident, pedestrian, whatever it is, you name it, they're going to go ahead and, and help you out. Find out if you've got a case because they've got tons of people working on the cases and they don't get a dime until you do. $1 billion over the years. Amazing. Give them a call. All Tulos. 222-2222. All right. We've All right, we've we've got a, ourselves a, a segment here with with Kevin Henry, caught up with him and Basically, what is the worry? What are the big pieces that we are worried about for 2024? Because now's the time where we're thinking about that. Here's what he had to say. Here's his ranking of the things we're most worried about for 2024. All right, Kevin. Things going a little bit better for the Rockies right now. 3-3 and homestand. Yep. kind of suggested the fact that maybe if the Rockies can stay at 500 at home for the remainder of the season, all they got to do is win five games on the road to prevent losing 100 games. But is 100 games really anything to even worry about? that's it, it, not really a big deal, I think, to anyone other than perhaps only Dick Monfort, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, I don't think 100 losses is going to change the direction of the franchise. I don't think they're going to sell the franchise. They're going to fire Bud Black. None of that's going to happen if they hit 100 losses. It's merely a number. But like you, I think now Rockies fans are invested in every game see which direction they're going. Are they going more toward the hundred or more away from it?
0: Yeah. That's, that's what uh, this next week's going to be about when they go on the road. Cause that's, that's the hardest part is yeah. on the road. I think they can stay around 500 at home. Yeah. It's about winning those games on the road. It's about cutting down the strikeouts. That's another thing. We'll talk about some more of the things that could be worrisome going forward here for the Rockies as it's really all about 2024, the strikeouts. There've been so many of them with this lineup, is that something that worry, worries you, or is it just po- kind of part of those growing pains, particularly for so many of those young players? I'm
3: going to go that way and say it's more yeah. growing pains. I'm going to say that with a more at-bats, you know, one thing whenever we ask about the young players of Bud Black, he always talks about there's a certain number of plate appearances, a certain number of at-bats that you have to get to before you really see any kind of uh, direction that things mm. could go. And I don't think any of those guys are really at that point yet. So I think if we get into this time next year and those strikeouts are still there, yes. But as of heading into next season, no, not a concern at all.
0: It's a little inconsequential, right? You yep. go, oh, and hey, put some more balls in play. Maybe you win that one, two-run ball game, whatever it is. The wins and losses don't necessarily matter right now. It does matter on an individual basis. Like, hey, you got to put that ball in play. Yep. You know, you got to maybe choke up a little bit. <laughs> Do something. Yep. Put the ball in play. So it's a, it's something definitely to monitor on a player-by-player basis. That being said, we still know in baseball in 2023, even with the shift being banned, guys are still striking out at uh, you know really high and alarming rates. Um, still a little bit more alarming for some of those young Rocky players. The 2024 rotation, right now, going into next year, you could say, Kyle Freeling going to be in your starting five? Yes. Austin Gomer going to be in your starting five? Yes. Yep. After that, tons of question marks. Sensatella and... Herman Marquez out with the Tommy John surgery. So those guys, you're not going to get until the second half at best. And even then, they are not going to be themselves. Are you worried that there's only two guys that you can rely upon? You've got options that could be there for you next year. But then free agencies, trades, whoa, three-fifths of the rotation. Question marks.
3: I'm very worried about that because you look at what's coming up through the farm system. There's not a lot of guys that you can say, Oh, well this guy can slide in there. Yeah. And we know how Rockies and free agency with pitching goes. And it's not often a marriage that works out very well. And so I think that that is definitely a concern. I'm sure it's something that they're already thinking about, but heading into next season, I'll be honest of the things we're going to talk about. That's probably right up the top of mine is, you know, is this rotations already having trouble in 2023 much less how are you going to band-aid it together in 2024
0: and we know that the struggles that the rotation has had obviously in light of all these injuries including ryan feltner which is one of those question marks you you say you hope i mean you hope all these guys come back but still for him maybe even more so um but the struggles that the rotation has had negatively impacted the bullpen and has impacted guys so you know there is a domino effect so next year you go Maybe Ryan Feltner, you can rely upon him in one of those spots. Still a question mark. Peter Lambert yep. getting his act together in a major way. Okay, that's a guy you might be able to to look at. Ty Block should be around for next year as well. Chris Flexen, I believe um, he is going to be a free agent after this year uh, since he did play you know overseas and whatnot, but. That still doesn't make for a, a full starting rotation.
3: Well, throw in Noah Davis, throw in, you know, there, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of guys that you should say, Oh, they could go in there. But after Freeland and Gomber, I mean, you got to say it kind of drops off after that. Now I think feltner uh, I think that there's a lot of guys who have the talent to come in there. There are guys who have the talent to be back in starters, but do they have the consistency that is needed, especially to pitch a Coors field to to blend into a rotation and, like you said, not tax the bullpen every third, fourth, fifth day.
0: Yeah, that's that's going to be the, the biggest issue. No, Davis's is name. I'm glad that you brought up because it has looked a lot better since he's come back from injury with Albuquerque. Yeah. You got to hope he's a guy. Maybe you give a chance to and you say, well, you know, Chase Anderson. He, he's he's done his job for the Rockies, and so what do the Rockies owe Chase Anderson? Well, you know what, uh, Noah Davis, you, you might want to see get him up here for a, a couple starts. You know, does Carl Coffin deserve? You know, maybe one more start. You, you might have an idea what he's going to be like. But you're right, the rest of the guys in the farm system in the starting rotation are at double A and lower, and that's really where the next worry could possibly come in. After making such a huge leap last year, and rightfully so, farm system rankings have dropped. Yeah. Uh, MLB Pipeline saying you know they're kind of in the the back half. In the mid-range, you know, in that middle ten, but still, it's a lot of that having to do with injuries. You know, you had three guys. Uh, they the Rockies announced with Tommy John surgery on the same day. Gabriel Hughes, your first overall pick in in twenty twenty two, Jackson Cox, uh, a young uh, arm that that you got out of high school, and, and Jordy Vargas, another nineteen year old arm that. You know, had a lot of people kind of putting comps of like a young Pedro Martinez on. Yeah. So uh, all those injuries have had a really negative impact. Zach Veen, right. done for the year. And you go, oh, boy, like this this farm system that's supposed to be the savior, I, they might not be able to save in 2024.
3: It might be more like 2025. And and that's that's the thing is, the, the let's take Zach Veen for an example. Okay. all Everything he's missing right now, yeah. all those steps he could be taking right now, Now he's going to have to start over whenever spring training comes. And supposedly he's going to be healthy for spring, ready to Mm -hmm. go and everything else. But we also saw last year in spring training time back in the strikeouts were abnormally high for, I mean, when he got on base, he did some damage, but getting on base was the trick for Zach Bean. Now the question becomes, does he come back from this injury and how quickly can he actually ramp up to be that guy that a lot of people think is a part of the future for the Rockies, but we still got to know, is that a factor or not?
0: I had Zach Veen making his Major League debut on August 14th against the Diamondbacks. Oh. That was my prediction. And had, of course, he you know, had an injury and uh, had the season-ending surgery. I think that's where it would have been a good spot to have him come up. Uh, and especially now you look at the roster and you go, oh, yeah, there's, there's room for him in that, sure. that outfield. I know Tolia has been doing a nice job in, in right field, trying to get him at bats, Montero at bats. Those are two guys uh, you know, who have benefited from uh, you know, reduced playing time of Jerks and Profar, which uh, I know we talked about on, on Sunday and yep. uh, got into to all kinds of things from uh, this weekend that we learned. A lot of big takeaways from that White Sox-Rockies series that we, uh, we talked about a couple of days ago. Um, but even still, the injuries have been, been rough on the, the minor league team, the minor league system, yep. hard on the big league team. Injuries in general, obviously it's worrisome. Does it worry you that there's something more... To that is it, you know, the, the Mets, I felt like a couple years ago, e- everyone was getting injured. I mean, yeah. you saw DeGrom, you saw Noah Syndergaard there, and it was like, there's something going on possibly in this organization that's just not maybe serving their guys. Every team has those players that get injured, but some teams have it more than others. Rockies have actually been quite blessed when it comes to uh, minimizing those kind of major injuries. This year, is it just been a, a house of cards that has fallen apart? Is it? Is it bad luck? Is it anything to be
3: worried about? So for me, I'm not going to go conspiracy theory. I'm <laughs> going to say that it's just a string of bad luck. I don't think it's anything organizationally with all the Tommy Johns that you mentioned and everything else. I think it's just a string of bad luck. And like you said, it's cyclical. So hopefully the Rockies are getting it out of the way in a season where you didn't really have any postseason hopes anyway. Get it out of the way now. Have it come back around. And so hopefully in a couple of years, whenever you maybe do have those hopes, you don't have to worry about them.
0: And then also on Sunday too, you know Tyler Kinley. We we yeah. got the word right before the game started. Hey, Tommy Doyle's coming up. We were wondering why he was in the clubhouse. You're like, all right, taxi squad guy. For what reason? That was yep. Tyler Kinley. Some inflammation uh, on his elbow, more in the tricep area, basically on the opposite side of where he had his surgery. Seemed very upbeat, very optimistic. But he's hoping it's going to be the minimum 15 days. That's uh, so how it goes with pitchers. Position players uh, only have to sit out for for 10 days. So. That's kind of the hope for him. And, and Tyler thought, uh, I, I thought this was going to happen earlier in yeah. my, the process rather than now. I thought I was kind of through it all. So uh, maybe just a slight hiccup,
3: but not a big deal. We'll kind of just have to wait and see. Yeah. And how quickly Buddy said, oh, by the way, whenever they're on the road trip this week, he's going to be throwing side sessions. That's and everything else. Yeah, that was an immediate. Oh, okay. then There's really nothing to worry. Well, not as much to worry about, shall we say.
0: All right. So we've talked plenty about this idea that you know, there could be as many as four Rockies as Gold Glove Award yeah. finalists. Brett and Doyle in center. Nolan Jones, I mean, he's been a little bit left, right? You know, there's a lot of defensive metrics that like him. He's got the 10 outfield assists. Has he put in enough time? Uh, I could see him falling through the cracks. Ezekiel Tovar. Again, numbers looking really good at shortstop. Maybe Dansby Sponson, the only one that's been as good, if not slightly better, but still Tovar's right there. And then Ryan McMahon at third base. Is there any combination of, of players that get snubbed as far as being finalists is concerned that would worry you or upset you as much as just Ryan McMahon maybe not winning a Gold Glove award this year.
3: I, I think that's the one thing that that Rockies fans will riot about. If this is the year, <laughs> if this is the year, somehow Nolan Arenado's name is back among the Gold Gloves, despite all the statistics, despite everything else. You know, then then I think the the fix will be on. So I, I don't think Rockies fans are going to be as upset because of Doyle and Tovar with their rookie status. But I think everybody in twentieth and Blake thinks Ryman has earned that this so far this season. And so absolutely deserves a little gold. That's, that's
0: a good point. You're right. You'd almost trade Tovar. You're going to have a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Let's, let's put all our chips in Amen. the Ryan McMahon basket. Let him, you know, get that, get that gold glove. Finally snap kind of, I don't know if bittersweet's the word, but poetic that the guy who, yeah. who replaces him, not even the first guy. Cause if you remember, if you remember who started opening day on 2021 as soon as Nolan Arenado left? Oh, who started see. third base? Let's
3: see. Who was that?
0: Joshua Fuentes, his cousin. <laughs> but still, Ryan McMahon, ultimately, that's how the history books are going to remember it. Yeah. If he snaps that streak, I mean, that's pretty oh, great. The story
3: writes itself, man. It's yeah,
0: it does. Town and Country, Missouri is where the Rawlings Sporting Goods factory is located. So get your picket signs right. Not yet. Don't you just wait. For the picket signs. Yeah. Imagine if Arenado does isn't even a finalist this
3: year. Man, is that even possible? I mean, it is possible. It's possible. Right?
0: You'd have you'd have to have three slam dunk guys in over Arenado. I don't know that there are necessarily three right now. Yeah. McMahon is. So yeah. McMahon we know is gonna be a finalist. Period. Lock it in. But is it is it gonna be enough? I think it could be, and there's still a lot of baseball left. Yeah. And shoot, man, you know, McMahon was doing it all weekend. Again, go back go back and listen to Sunday's show. Herb Lawrence is, is saying, he's giving Ryan McMahon a shout-out. He wants that guy on his team. He's like, this guy's a superstar, right? I mean, maybe. Yeah. This, this would certainly do that. You snap a streak like this. Now I got to go back and find out, you know, who is the first guy that, that broke the streak for for Ozzy Smith at shortstop mm. or, or Greg Maddox uh, as a pitcher. Yeah, uh, All those guys. Johnny Bench. I mean, Brooks Robinson at third base. Talk about historic. I'm I'm getting excited, excited, hyped up. This might be a conversation for another day, but Kevin, thanks so much. So, so what's worrying you the most? Is it starting rotation it's for next year? It's starting
3: rotation. But put that high on my list, man. All
0: How right. And now back to me to try to possibly save this and, and, and bring the spirit of the show up. Good luck. You, me. Anyway, look, talk about bringing the spirits up. Come down to the DNVR bar, man, where it's just always popping off. We're open for lunch now. That's the best part. It's a
2: cool little menu, too. It's, it's, it's nice great. and affordable. They've got some good options. Get a burger. I'm, I'm about it.
0: So if you're a diehard, besides, you know, you get a free shirt each and every year, 20% off all of the gear that we've got and tailgates, things of that nature. You get 15% off at the bar. I didn't realize, because I don't, I don't know when they put it back on the menu, but the chicken and waffles is back on the menu. That was only like a brunch thing, wasn't it, Tiff? And now, I, now it's on the full-time menu, it's I believe. back
1: and brunch is back actually and
0: brunch is back that's right you can't beat that brunch buddies brews well that's kind of what we say about legal pete's but we can also say about the D and V R bar as well and uh i think we got the nuggets uh book signing is coming up this friday that'll Very be pretty cool.
2: cool yeah i mean i i would highly recommend getting a copy if you are a sports fan got one sitting right on my my coffee table it's it's cool, you know, like I've got a million of those over the years commemorating the various runs, Rockies 07, um, I, I got, I think it was the Athletics, Avalanche one for the Stanley mm. Cup. And yeah. it's just so cool to like be a part of a, a company that creates something like that. And it makes me think like how neat it would be for the Rockies to get back on track and, you know, oh, win a World Series, obviously. like Let's win the NL West maybe.
0: And it would also be uh, awesome to do that and hang out with you on a Friday night live which you'll be doing September 1st CSU Rams yeah, that'll be up. great
2: it's going to be a lot of fun looking forward to it
0: and then um. like right after that it's not a Friday it's a Saturday September 9th it's for a Giants game we're having like a little mashup watch party and everything Ooh. with uh, with Purple Row and I hope fingers crossed we might be able to secure our next guest my my co-host hang out you can hang here on the pod hopefully you'll be hanging on the pod and you'll be uh, you'll be hanging at our watch party on uh, september 9th as well
1: what's up guys sorry i can't hear you really well um i gotta say they play the music really loud in here it's a fun vibe but they play the music super loud
0: Any chance they open the roof up today? I'm going to guess 0% chance they open the roof.
1: Uh, Definitely 0% chance. This um, this is a fixed roof. It does not open, does not close. It just stays the weird circus tent that it is.
0: (laughs) Circus tent, fixed roof. I like these. I need to use that for an article uh, when talking about the trop. How was the vibe last night and this morning, considering the Rockies blew uh, another lead all in that eighth inning?
1: Well, there is no this morning. Um, uh, Clubhouse opens in a few minutes, so I haven't seen any of these guys yet today. But last night, last night was not a good vibe. Not a good vibe at all because, you know, we were in it. We were in this game. It was super close. It was tied. The Rockies had a lead. It was a lot of back and forth until it wasn't. It just all fell apart right there in the eighth inning. And I think you said it best with the title, "Raise Hell. They were in Raise Hell last night, but they better raise Hell tonight. I think they will. They were these guys were not happy after last night's loss.
0: Yeah, we've been kind of talking the last couple days. Uh, I have said it a million times. I, I I hate when people repeat things, but I'm going to do it again anyway. If they can be 500 at home, all they got to do is win five out on the road. Are you worried this could be another 0 and six week for the Rockies on the road? Two more still in Tampa, and then three in you, Baltimore Camden Yards.
1: You know what? Um, these are both teams that are at the. You know, the Rays and the Orioles are one and two in the AL East, and that's a good division. So uh, I, uh, I could see that happening. I really hope it doesn't. I think the Rockies get at least one here. They were so close to having at least one here last night. I think it's going to be a total sweep of a road trip, but I'm, uh, my hopes are a little dashed right now after what we saw last night
0: i think civilly is going to be hard to beat today but then on thursday the day game we've got uh, brunch and baseball here uh in denver uh your boy peter lambert he, you picked him for start of the year he may have had it in his last time around if he can do it again in tampa that that could be the the more winnable of these next two games
1: for sure patrick yeah peter lambert was on fire during his last start we're excited to see him take the mound again but I got to say, I did call it as my best start of the year, and uh, I think I might have been right. All
0: right, we'll see what Austin Garber does tonight. Hold on. Well, we'll see. I, my, my guy, my pick uh, is, is going guy. tonight. Uh, have you had a chance to, maybe you did in the past, did you go to the Rays touch tank at all? And did you see Michael Tolia there? We think that's part of his pregame <laughs> ritual now that he's hit a home run after he visited that uh, the touch tank on Tuesday.
1: If I get a chance to see him today before the game, I will ask him if he's going to go to the touch tank every day now that, you know, yeah, you got a good homer out of that. That was fun. Imagine your first at bat in a ballpark you've never been to before and you just absolutely mash. That was so fun. Like, you know, we've been saying the young players are definitely the silver lining on a tough season for everyone. Love seeing what they're able to do and we're watching them learn right before our eyes.
0: Yeah, and imagine hitting your first career home run and it's a grand slam. I mean, that's that's never happened, right?
1: Yeah, that's another one.
0: <laughs> yeah, he almost quite literally touched the touch tank in going in the right center because that's where it's located, I believe, right? At, at the top?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just just a little left of Right of center? Right of center. There it is. I'm looking at it. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Susie, be safe out there. I would say make sure you're wearing sunscreen. But again, as we learned... Uh, it's a circus tent slashed fixed roof, so you're probably going to be okay. I think
1: I will be okay. It's a nice seventy-two degrees in here. It's probably like the nicest uh, temperature I'm going to find in Florida.
0: It's Florida, so of course they've they've got the AC on. So I think that makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, okay, Look, thanks. I will uh, talk to you guys later.
0: Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow post game. Mm-hmm. Susie's got the scoops. She's got the scoops of what's going down. Uh, We got the game covered, of course, as we always do on Twitter, at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Patrick D. Lyons, is where I'm located. Uh, Justin, go ahead and plug away where everyone can find your stuff on social media as well as uh, all the articles that you're working on for CSU Rams.
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Justin T. Michael. You can also find us at DNVR underscore Rams. Got all kinds of written content on dnvr.com. DNVR Rams Live, first show of the season, Thursday, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, Check that out if you want to have just an idea of what's going on in college football this weekend. Not a ton of great games, but... You know, a few, a few. And for people like me, we'll take anything we can get. So looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: And again, for anyone that is already a diehard in the Discord, we'll be talking plenty more about what the White Sox did, uh, getting rid of two guys that have been around for a very long time. If 87-year-old owner Jerry Reinsdorf can have such a major change of heart, is there a chance that 69-year-old Dick Monfort will do the same about his front office and how he runs his business? I don't know. These are wonderful things that we talk about on Twitter and the diehards only Discord Justin, thank you for giving us tons of momentum, but uh, in baseball and podcasts, we have a saying, your momentum, it's only as good as your next show, so it's going to be a good one. Post-game early, probably 2.30-ish, give or take, we got on Adam Mares from the DNVR Nuggets. Well, we're not just talking about basketball. We'll, we'll, we will talk plenty of baseball. Join us there, DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube.